So I used to leak. Well, not leak because a lot of people get that wrong. Leakers aren't the people reporting the leaks to you. Those are, we are reporters. Leakers are the ones who actually are leaking the information to reporters, sometimes intentionally, sometimes accidentally, and we'll get to that in a minute. But that's what I used to do. About a decade ago, I would get leaks and report them, like the original iPad mini, the lightning port, and some of the other things about the iPhone 5, the dates for big events, just a bunch of stuff. And it was a huge high, a huge, stressful, anxious, exhilarating, ego-boosting, soul-crushing high that I loved and hated every time. Because traditionally, the way it works is that you're supposed to get multiple sources before you report something, anything, so that you have a high degree of confidence in the accuracy of the information. But as you can imagine, that is forking hard to do with tech leaks, which is why I think many people don't even bother anymore and just yote whatever they can as fast as they can, hoping people will remember the few W's and just forget all the massive L's, at least by the next news cycle. And more on that in a minute as well. But for my part, I would always try to get confirmation, panic that another reporter might be working on the same leak and beat me to posting, but also scared shirtless that I'd get it wrong and basically look like an idiot on the internet. Because throughout my whole entire career, the one thing that's motivated me the most, why I put ridiculous hours into researching and fact-checking so always, is because there is nothing, absolutely nothing I hate more than misleading or misinforming all of you, my audience, being wrong on the internet. And the nice thing, at least back then, was that other reporters were generally going through the same thing. So they were kind, considerate, and classy. We'd message each other, congratulate each other, commiserate with each other. Like, one time I was half wrong about an event. I gave the date for the iPhone and iPad event in September, and it turned out only the iPhone part was in September. The iPad would be following in October. And a reporter, a famous reporter at a big outlet, had that part of the story, but pinged me first just to say he wasn't trying to dunk on me in public, which I totally knew, but also totally appreciated, which is so different from today, where everyone just seems to be snarking at each other on social, faking leaks, deleting tweets, and never mind not finding multiple sources, so many outlets are so desperate for page views, they turn blatantly anonymous thirst trap accounts into blog posts at the blink of a Google search, to the point where even just looking back at iPhone 14 and Apple Watch Ultra, so many of the leaks turn out to be so wrong now, either flat out, no pun intended, or because they were just rushed out to be first exclamation mark, one one exclamation mark first. And there's zero thought as to the timeline of information, the context of the company, or the wicked obviousness sometimes of the information. Because like, wow, there's gonna be a new iPhone next year again? Really? Apple's not just mic dropping that whole entire product line and switching to, I don't know, bead blasted aluminum hot tubs for Yo Siri bubbles action. And that's kind of why I got out of reporting on leaks almost as fast as I got in. Mostly because I started to think more about why people were leaking. Some were just excited. They were working on something they loved. And for whatever reason, they wanted or needed the weird form of attention and validation spilling it to an ultimately usurious reporter could provide them. And others were mad at a decision that didn't go their way and wanted to name whoever they blamed in a public forum, either to try to elicit change or just to burn it all down. A few broke the rules about telling family members 
or leaving unreleased products out and around the house, and those family members wanted to get some attention from their favorite industry rags or reporters, so gobbled it up and passed it all along. Or even just sometimes they didn't pay attention to who was listening when they were at a restaurant or a bar or in a car service or on a plane. And that doesn't even include the supply chain, all the factories in China and surrounding areas with just so much money to be made. And sometimes leaks escalate into full-scale, let's just say legal situations, or the stock manipulators who make up stories to cover their shorts, and the outlets and analysts who copy leaks and then get cited as confirmation for the very leaks they just copied. It's brain-boggling. And it just, it began to feel so incredibly bleak, so disposable, especially the idea that someone could lose their jobs or worse, for a few minutes of ego boosting or indiscretion or 50 minutes of fame on my part for something that would be utterly meaningless the minute the actual product got held up on stage anyway. So with all of the stress only increasing and my desire for that kind of attention rapidly turning right round, baby, just right round, I switched from news to analysis, from reporter to columnist, from breaking leaks to trying to sort the likely from the unlikely, the truthy from the falsy. And that's what I ended up doing and loving for the last decade until this July when I pivoted again to just being me, someone who loves tech and the future, who's hella optimistic about it all, but also is just so beyond deeply concerned about how and why it's shaping our lives and our culture and wants to have just exactly these kinds of conversations with all of you about it. And now I barely, if ever, even look at leaks anymore. I mean, I'm sure the internet is already filling up with iPhone 15, Pixel 8, Galaxy Origami 5, and any number of 2023 products. And I know I'm gonna buy and enjoy several of them. And there are absolutely still some excellent, totally top-notch, totally top-dynamic island reporters in the game with terrific track records, and if they still love doing what they're doing and you still love them doing it, Godspeed for everyone involved. There's just, for me personally, so much noise and drama these days. And I just, I don't need that roller coaster ride of dodgy, repetitive, disposable, toxic, sweaty, try hard, leak culture. Not anymore. Not when I can invest my time so much more meaningfully learning about neural networks, ML, algorithms all the foundations of modern technology with Brilliant, today's sponsor. Brilliant is like college-level courses made available to everyone and just the best method possible to learn computer science, math, physics, quantum mechanics, game theory, and so much more in a visual, hands-on way. For example, you can learn to program by shifting blocks of pseudocode around and you get immediate feedback, which leads to immediate results. You feel like you're solving puzzles, gaming even, but invest even a few minutes a day, every day, and you'll be amazed at how much progress you can make even in a short period of time. And then coding becomes just way less intimidating and way more accessible. And Brilliant has thousands of lessons just like these with new exclusive content being added every month. So you never have to stop learning. You just have to start. Because here's the thing, here's the secret. Everyone, everyone starts somewhere and you can get started right now, today, for free. Just visit brilliant.org slash Richie or click on the link in the description. And the first 200 of you will get 20% off Brilliant's annual premium subscription. Just click the button on the screen or go to brilliant.org slash Richie. Clicking on that button really helps out the channel and so does hitting up this video to learn the dirty little secrets around charging the battery on your new phone. Just hit it up and I'll see you in the next video.